Welcome and thank you for joining Something New, a bi-weekly musical theater podcast where I, Joel B. New, invite an exceedingly talented friend over to my apartment. We chat a bit and then we learn and record a brand new song, which we end up premiering right here for your listening pleasure. Today's guest is a Michigan native and her off-Broadway and uh, national tour credits include Frankenstein, Light in the Piazza, Les Mis, A Christmas Story, The Musical, and a ton more. Uh, uh, in addition to her acting, she's also an audition coach and uh, one of the creators slash producers of the People You May Know concert series. Obviously, I'm talking about Leslie Henstock. Hey, Hello. Leslie Henstock. How are you, Joel? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, let's talk a little bit how we know each other. We met, I think, through through, your your other half. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. And we've just... Like three years ago? Yeah, yeah, a while. It's been a while. Something like that. Something like that. Basically, I see you at parties. Yes, which is fantastic. And and concerts. And concerts. Parties and concerts. Parties and concerts. That's what life's about. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. At least our lives. My glamorous life. (laughs) Uh, Well, I just kind of wanted to get into, you know, so you're from Michigan. Yep. And you went to... I went to the University of Michigan, so I have a BFA in musical theater. Fantastic. Very useful. Yes. Um, (laughs) It can (laughs) be. I love U of M. I'm not saying it's just good, but you know. Um, Yeah, and I moved to New York in the fall of 2001, so I've been here a long time now, which is crazy. Outstanding. Yeah. And... But I still have a Michigan twang, but I don't say pop anymore. No? No, what do you say now? Soda, like you, the rest of the world. Okay. Do you still do? Do you drink soda? No, that's no. the thing. Maybe that's why that's I don't drink it anymore. But you know, hey. <laughs> hey. Um, well, great. Well, I wanted to. So obviously, so you graduated mm-hmm. and just started working right away. It seems I was lucky. Yeah, uh, my you know, for better or for worse, I was on tour for the first like five and a half years out of school with Les Mis and then Light in the Piazza. So that was an awesome, awesome way to see the country. I made some amazing friends. Um, I was off the radar, though, unfortunately. I feel like that's the time, you know, grass is always greener. That's the time when those of my peers who I graduated with were really getting to know directors and casting directors and doing readings. networking thing. And, like, they were all like, oh, but you're making money. And I was like, yeah, but you're doing new, fresh projects. (laughs) And, you know, the grass is always greener because then, of course, I came back and... And now I've been doing more of those projects, but I would really still like to pay my mortgage. So there's that sort of yep, uh, yep. balance, you know? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Always about the balancing. Yeah. Is... For the, the last couple of years, it's been, I feel like I've gotten, I also think this is part of getting older too. You want to feel more invested in what you're doing. Absolutely. Not necessarily just plugged into whatever's available. And, yeah. Um, so that was, I feel like you have to kind of create your own opportunities too. Oh, you absolutely And they might not too. be what offers you the most profit financially but I feel like the gains personally and artistically give you so much that hopefully they then lead to financial growth as well you know precisely precisely which probably segs beautifully into people you may know oh look at how I did that you did that just just (laughs) effortlessly you didn't even know you were doing it did you nope didn't even know (laughs) yeah it was a so I did a solo cabaret first in 2008 okay um and I wanted to do I wanted to like say I had done a cabaret in New York, so I did a solo cabaret. Where'd you do it? Fresh Perspectives. I did it at the Zipper Factory, which oh, is no more. Rest. Please, whoever's listening to this, if you can make a new Zipper Factory, make it happen. So that, many people would be so happy. It was the best 
venue in New York for any sort of concert, cabaret. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was, I mourn it. So you did it there. I did it there. Just Fresh perspectives. Yep. And it, I did all new material. Nice. Um, yeah. And it was great. And I was really pleased with the response. And a lot of people were like, I was kind of nervous to come because I knew I wouldn't know any of the songs. Uh-huh. And that's always, as a listener, I feel like that is asking a lot of your listeners. Because every so often you just sort of want something familiar somehow. Um, but people were like, I think you chose really great stuff. I think it's obvious that you chose composers that have a good perspective and they're not just writing to write, like they're writing because they have a, a something they want to say. Yeah. Um, and But then it got me thinking that when I knew I wanted to do another cabaret that I would like to incorporate, support the new, because that's part of what I wanted to do was like introduce people to new composers, but also appreciate the old or the older maybe in some <laughs> cases. Um, but so that, that was kind of how this came about. And my best friend and I were just kind of shooting the, the bleep one day. <laughs> Thank you. The bleep, shooting the bleep. <laughs> and, uh, we had this idea and we just started, talk, started talking about it. And then we were like, okay, but we need a theme. How could we tie it all together? And I thought of this, uh, article that Stephen Sondheim did, I think for the New York times, but I'm not positive. Um, where he was interviewed because, you know, everyone's like, Sondheim is a god. And, but, yeah, and like anybody, you ask just about anybody in this field, who are you influenced by? They're probably going to say Sondheim. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, but who is he influenced by? Like, what, we all wish we'd written, you know, Sunday in the Park with George, but what does he wish that he'd written? Uh-huh. So there was this article, this interview with him, where he talked about, you know, songs that he wished he'd written. I think one of them was Summertime, actually, from Pori and Bass, I'm almost positive. Um, and it was just a, it was a fascinating idea to, to sort of see his influences. And so I mentioned that to my friend. Um, and, and so we decided we wanted to pick new composers and ask them their influences. And then we brought in a guy, um, and became a trio. And then we sort of thought about Facebook was in like really in its heyday then I feel like, and, um, people you may know is what you would always see on the side. And, and you'd get those like suggested friends, Stephen Sondheim. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, Stevie and I we're tight. Mm -hmm." No, I know. Christine Ebersole. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like pending friends, friendship pending. Right. But so, so we were like, what if we could, we could make this like also about the sort of six degrees of separation because our industry is so small, you know, and there's, I mean, like you might not know Christine Ebersole, but I bet we could find within six people, someone who's like really close with her. So it's just, you know, and it's, it's just inevitable. Yeah. It's inevitable that you are going to meet these people at some point. And so we thought it would be fun to use the sort of social media aspect of it too. So that's how we came up with the name. And then this is, we're working on our fourth round of the concert now. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 It's been, it's a total labor of love. And it's so funny because like, it is so much work, and every time it's like, oh my god, I never want to do this again. It's so hard. I'm, spending, I'm hemorrhaging money. Like, we learned so much from the first time. It's like, it was a joke. By the time we did the show, it was like, sure, just what What do you need me to pay you? Fine. Here's the money. Whatever. <laughs> so we've gotten a lot smarter about it, but um, I think we have a, a consistent show now. We have, like, a pattern. We have, there's the three of us who are doing it are yeah. consistent. Our band is consistent, unless they're away doing some fabulous other gig. Um, so... I, yeah, and I mean now we, we have like a structure and we know what we're doing every time and it's it's easier That's to put together to every format. time we do it. Yeah, yeah, the format helps a lot. That layout is yeah. good. You you mentioned that you've learned things from each concert. Like oh, yeah. is there anything specific for anyone out there who's trying to produce their own trying concert? to produce their own? Um, make your own band binders. Do not assume that the band will show up, even if you have emailed them all the music. 
with their sheet music. That was lesson number one <laughs> that we got. We showed up for our band rehearsal for the first show. And this is not to say anything bad about our band. I no. think they assumed we were printing it, and we assumed they were printing it. And we got to the band rehearsal, and nobody had music. And we were like, oh my god, we have three hours, and we have to find a Kinko's and make copies. Like, yep. It was hilarious and tragic, and there were drinks had after, immediately after, or there were cocktails, for sure. Um, so that was, a, that was a good lesson. And since then, so now I put the band binders together like way in advance. Our show's about a month off, and I've started distributing them. And our bass player yesterday, when I gave him his, he was like, you know, this is what makes us want to work with you. Like, you're, you're on top of it. This sets yourself up for a good show. Like, your, your preparedness makes your show better. Absolutely. So that, that, was, a, that was a good lesson. Great. <laughs> put your band binders together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so you have you have a new one coming up. Yeah, February. So it's February eighteenth and February twenty fifth. And Amazing. what we've done is since there are three of us, and this has changed slightly since the first show, just because yeah. one of us sort of left to pursue, quote unquote, a real people job. <laughs> oh, smart girl, she's good. smart. Um, no, it's it's me, uh, Julia Burroughs, and Michael Delegate have been the the threesome. And since we since there are three of us, we each choose a new composer. Neat. Sometimes, like our first concert, it was like. I I chose uh, Adam Guan, for example, because I had fallen in love with a song of his, and I just basically really wanted to sing it. Um, Talia, who's no longer with the group, um, chose Rob Wakiki, who went to University of Michigan, as did she and I. And Michael Delegate chose uh, Jonathan Reed Geltz, because they're very good friends, and they, you know, like, scratch each other's backs. I get it. Yeah. Not in a weird way. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong so, with scratching But backs. since then, it's been sort of like you know, you hear a song somewhere and you're like, oh, I really want to look at that composer or, you know, I, you know, I, I love your work and I would really love oh, to feature you. you next time. But it's all, but that would also be like, you're my friend and, and I want to get your stuff out there. Plus I like it. So it's a, you know, it's win-win. It's a win-win. Yeah. So it kind of varies every time, but we've consciously also tried to pick each time three composers that complement each other, but aren't necessarily exactly the same. Right. Right. Or that are going to offer us the same influences. I mean, you know, like, we've kind of found that each each time we do this, we have some composer who's a little more on the rock side, one composer who's a little more on the avant-garde, like, singer-songwriter, and one who's a little more, like, folk-ish hmm. within the realm of, like, pop musical theater. So so that's that's a conscious effort we make, too. It's, like, to choose three that complement each other. But anyway, nice. this round is um, Joe Iconis, Michael Mahler, and Will Van Dyke. And all excellent writers. Yeah, they're all excellent writers. Super nice guys too. Super, they've been super communicative. I mean, Will gave us band charts. We love you, Will. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, yeah, and they're all like every time we do it, we invite them, of course, as our guests to the show, and we try and promote. Even with past composers on our Facebook page, we try to promote stuff that people are doing. You know, absolutely. Rob had an album came out that came out recently. We try to talk about that. Jeff Blumenkrantz is singing in a show up um on monday you know like we try we really yeah. try because again You're I, your family yeah yeah we they're always going to be our alums even if we're not as prestigious as like harvard or something no it's still i know these are the people you you do know yeah these are people we know and like we support them that's the point that's yeah. really cool so yeah so february 18th and 25th and so far we've been doing it at the triad which is great i love you triad yeah yeah i really like the zipper yeah, I mean, the thing about the triad that's hard for us is we, we it's really important to us to have a band. So we have a piano, bass, guitar, and drums. Fantastic. Plus there's three of us, and that stage isn't 
super big. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of So that's, that's like a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. I mean, because we have big dance numbers. No, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't have any She's dance She's dancing numbers. right now. I'm not dancing. No, nope, no. Stretching. Nope. No, we let Michael Delegate do a lot of fuetes and Russians and... <laughs> God, that would I'm just be imagining Russians in that I space. I know, I am too. I'm, and I'm Michael like, Delegate, who's like eight feet tall. How quickly can we injure everyone in this space? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be tragic. So, yeah, that's that's my only real complaint, but... Um, awesome about the space so i think we're gonna stay at the triad great yeah we're we would love to make a cd of our yeah of what's our on the horizon original, of it, just... well so that's the thing too andrew byrne is our music director he's fabulous so great he's so great so, he's so a great, great music director arranger voice teacher friend lovely yep. love him and um so every time we've done at least at least two what we call mashups it's a very technical term yep um i learned it from glee there we go in the, I don't think we learned it from Glee. That I feel is, like we were free Glee, actually, but I'm not sure. Um, and then, so we, we try to, with the influences that we get, like, it started with um, Robert Kiki, actually, again. One of his songs that Talia was singing in our first show was uh, called The Waiting. And in his list of songs that he gave us that influenced him, he specifically said, Wait, from um, Sweeney Todd. Mm. And Talia and Andrew were working on The Waiting, and somehow, I don't know who had the idea first, but the two of them were like, we could make these songs into, like, a medley. And it was a really beautiful medley. I really, yeah, so she and I sang, I sang, you know, wait, love, wait, while she sang, it's the waiting, it's the waiting. It was really cool. It was so that's where we got that idea. You must have loved that. I, yeah, I hope so, Rob. I hope you did. I think you did. Um, so we've done a couple of those every time. Or, or Andrew does an original arrangement of, like, Ryan Scott Oliver loved Lady Gaga. So Andrew put together a Lady Gaga medley that we did. and Which is amazing. Which is so I've, fun. I've heard it twice now. It, it's, and I'm just, so, it's, it's so super fun. We've done it at a bunch of, like, random sort of, like, bars and publicity things just to, like, try and get ourselves out there. And every time we start singing it and people hear Bad Romance, they're like, what the... Because they're expecting, like... <laughs> they're expecting, like, City of Angels or, you know... Les Mis or something like exactly. because they see us up there and yeah it's hilarious it's, yeah this time we've got some Dixie Chicks fantastic any any others um let's see you, Dolly ca- you care to reveal we've got um Little Shop of Horrors in this round some Frank Lesser Sondheim okay. as always always um Bonnie is he, the, is he the most crossover of so all far of your... I think every show we've had Sondheim uh so Leslie has been kind enough to rock out to a little tune called You Know Where to Find Me from uh, my new piece that I'm working on with Kara Winter called McKenzie and the Missing Boy. And uh, briefly, this is an act two number, just a big old song and dance number. Exactly. We're doing the... As many 1920s and 30s <laughs> moves as I know. Like the kind of so we basically, on, we basically got off. the Charleston. We got the Charleston. Wax on, wax off, and the knee thing. What's yeah. that knee thing called? You know, when you got the hands Karen on the Mason, other knees. Karen Mason, you know what I'm doing. And then the knees, hands on the other yep. knees. hands on the other knees. Yeah. That's tricky. Just, yeah. So if, if you know what we're talking about, good for you. Karen Mason. <laughs> um, so it's a piece set in 1930s New York. Uh, flappers, Folly Girls, uh, things of that nature, in addition to some other darker themes. Uh, but this is not one of those moments. This is a good, <laughs> this is a happy moment. Uh, in Act 2, McKinsey, who is just dying to be a Follies girl... But uh, she finds a new secret love interest who uh, plays trumpet at a local speakeasy. And um, this is a song, it's one of those fun diegetic numbers where the 
song actually exists in their vernacular. And so it's, it's a song that everyone in this world knows. And so she gets pulled up on stage and she's like, hey, you know this one. And, you know, it's one of those kinds of things, but, you know, artfully done. Um, and so it's called You Know Where to Find Me. And we add a little dance break. Uh, so just imagine cartwheels and time steps and it'll be great. And, um, yeah, that, that's kind of it. All right. Let's see. Um, remember that if you like the song, and why wouldn't you, it's available because <laughs> Leslie's awesome. It's available for free download on my SoundCloud page. That is until the next podcast. Yeah. And if you would like to request the sheet music, why wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> you may write me at joelbnew at gmail.com for a free PDF of the song. Great. Uh, be sure to like my fan page on Facebook. Uh, visit my website, joelbnew.com. Visit lesliehenstock.com and people you may know, cabaret.com. Or our Facebook page. Or the Facebook page. You may page. know Cabaret Fantastic. Series. I think. <laughs> people you may know, Cabaret Series. Just a lot of words, yeah. anyway. If you, don't, if you don't know it, then probably someone you may know. This knows is the thing. It. That's the thing. Degree. That's what's so beautiful it's about just, it. It's just... I ran into somebody today, actually, who he said at my gym, he said, I know you. Don't you do a, a cabaret series at, at the Triad? And I said, yeah, I do. And he said, I came with, with a friend of yours. Like, one of my good friends, Felipe, brought this guy, Brian. And he recognized me. And he was, yeah, he was like, oh, I loved it. The show was great. It was just a oh, small world. You that's know? when you know you've arrived. Yes. Yep. That, <laughs> that is my. Those were my friend. exact thoughts. <laughs> Did you tell him? It was like, it was like you know, I've just arrived. Uh, I mean, he made my day. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still well, talking you, about it. Absolutely. Well, you've made my day. Well. So just and we haven't even circular. had any drinks yet. Not yet, not yet. We are on our way. Um, so like our fan pages. Go to our websites. Go to people you may know. February eighteenth and twenty fifth mm-hmm. at the Triad, uh, formerly known. Uh, <laughs> make sure that you are subscribing to this podcast and tell your friends. And last but not least, uh, thank you so much for joining me, Leslie Henstock. Everybody, thank you, Joel B. New. Thank you. You're, and you're welcome. This was really fun. Thank you. We'll, we'll do it again. Yeah. Uh, from my apartment in Astoria, this is Joel B. New and Leslie Henstock saying thank you for dropping by for something new. You'll wanna stop the show for